Well then, it's the Great Debates. Hello. Hello. Hi guys. Guess what? It's 90s week. Oh, nice. I Why? love the 90s. Why is it 90s week? I don't know. Why not? It just feels that way. Yeah, I've got three tops here for 90s week that mm-hmm. we're going to blast through. Okay? Let's blast. Let's get right into it. Four minutes on the clock. Steve Healy taking the pro. Rage Against the Machine really had something. Yeah, absolutely. This was around, uh, I'm Steve Healy, I'm taking the pro. We're talking about, I'm going to say like 96 was sort of like peak Rage Against the Machine. Bulls on Parade was on the radio, and that was just a great tune. They, I think they had another song, I can't really remember. Mm. But the iconography, the visuals, the sort of communist uh, uh, design thing, the idea that bubbling under all this froth of 96, the tech boom, Bill Clinton, that there was a real voice of socialist anger. They were feminist. They were uh, speaking to the... Uh, 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 exploitation of Latinos, Hispanics, the imperialist nature of the United States. They really had something going on. I think they were a little too early. They didn't quite hit it. I think if they'd nailed it, the entertainment side a little bit more, they could have taken it further. I think there was a mood that was ready to hear what Rage Against the Machine was offering. Bulls on Parade was about as far as it got. I would have loved to have seen them get a little further. I think if they'd come out in like 2000, they could have taken some of Green Day's heat, maybe even what? affected that election. They just <laughs> missed it, but they absolutely had something going on. Okay, I think you're... Let's put the timing aside. It doesn't really matter. I think Bulls on Parade was a couple years later, for what it's worth. It doesn't, but whatever. They were yes, they're very like of that Bill Clinton era '90s. Here's the problem: that all you've been talking about is the stuff that is lasting about them, and it's all style. It is the like, it's the evil empire design yeah, of the album yeah, cover yeah, and stuff. That. Well, that isn't really having something. That's being in that's a t-shirt. something. That's, Disagree. It isn't like that's just of the moment. It's flashy. It's the guy's hair. It's warm the whole. Or uh, I always shoot. It's arm the homeless on the yeah, guy's yeah. guitar. Everything you're saying adds <laughs> up to something. Yes. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, bulls on parade, what does that even mean? A good, it's a phrase we're still talking about you know, 20, 30 years later, however long they it is. They were like a Hodge, it was just like a Howard Zinn book sort of yeah, put on Yeah, he had stage. something too. Yeah, and but they it, took that and made it into something that we could consume. The problem in a lot was of it ways. wasn't cohesive enough. Like, they had too many disparate interests. So it's like, oh, free Leonard Peltier, but then yep. also Wall Street is corrupt. I but, agree. Hey, Classic anytime, leftist hey, problem. Here, here's what I'd say. Targets. Anytime you're making Michael Moore is directing your music videos, yeah. you don't really have something. Disagree. That's what I would you say. have a great filmmaker working for you. You have some Watch energy the video. behind you. Watch it again. Tell me if you think it's a great time. video. Uh, By the way, you know there's a guy holding a Trump for president sign in that video. From are you kidding yeah. me? They had prophecy on their side. They got it. <laughs> These were like the Old Testament prophets. They don't end up necessarily happy or satisfied or victorious, but yeah. Yeah, if you do something. a real textual analysis of the lyrics of Andy Rage Against the Machine song, you're not really sure what they're talking about. It's all just sort of you like get first it. level Rodeo with a shotgun. Anti- yeah, I'd love that. That's a, it's all just sort of like vague anti-capitalist. Yeah. V- but are they even that really was coalescing? The storm clouds were coming. You know that they, they were getting somewhere. I wish someone had picked up the mantle. 
but they really but had plenty something. of people picked up them. You think they're the Ooh. only like extreme leftists like out there? Henry Rollins, whatever. Like it's sort oh, of fizzled, I mean, I don't I even think. necessarily in the music world, but like I think that's another like actually, if we're going to talk about their music for a second, like what actual influence did they have? If they had any, it was on bands that ended up being pretty bad, like rap metal bands of the early two thousands. Like if you look at the sort of stream of music that goes from ninety six yeah. into the two thousands, I think they you were can the draw line. Unfortunately, of that. They for, well, but that as far is that, as it could is go. that really having something? If you can draw a line from Rage Against the Machine, the Limp Bizkit, which you can, I think that's absolutely. I mean, if you want to make my argument for me, yeah, that, you may not like it, but that's something. Being a, a little Richard to Limp Bizkit's Beatles, yeah, that's something. I don't think that's something that you. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I love '90s week. Yeah, it's fun. That was a good top. It already feels good. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Dave, what I loved about your argument is I felt like it made Steve's argument better. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's what you liked about it. Interesting. I Interesting. Just, and I was a Rage Against the Machine fan, so I was feeling nostalgic and enjoyed yeah. it. Maybe it's not fair, but. What I liked about what Steve had going there was that it brought me back to this time where, yeah, like for whatever reason, we were interested in in communism and Howard Zinn. Yes, and all you know, I don't know. I, the the whole Caesar Chavez thing was big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was back. All that Chicano rights stuff was good. very cool. Do you remember the 2008 writers' strike, Rage Against the Machine? Performed? Oh yeah, they played it. Fox was it? Down they there? played it. Fox and they edited their song so it was Rally Around the Writers. No. Pocket full of pens. Pocket full of pens. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, that's a mistake. Well, on that day, they uh, didn't have right. anything. No, that was 2000. Whatever though. Yeah, I got to tell you. I think they had something. They really oh, did. Big oh, way. So glad Are to hear you that. kidding <laughs> me? It's yeah. a great band. Fools on Parade. Yeah. Fools on Parade. Shelter great. here. Yeah, Are on. you kidding me? Yeah. People of the Sun. They've mm-hmm. got hit yeah. after hit. Lights yeah. Out, Gorilla the Radio. The their choruses are oh, really. Su- that yeah. to me like was the strength of the band was like, yeah. bam, when they got to the chorus, you just wanted to jump up and down with them. Oh. Let's go back in time and go to a Rage Against the Machine show. Can you imagine? Guys, we've got a lot to get through here on 90s week. And I know that there's host chatting to do, but I just want to do another talk. Is that cool? Okay, I'm going to time this one too so we keep, uh, you know. Good, good, good. We keep uh, on trucking. And this one is, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Healy Taking the Pro. This is potentially approvable. Okay. Dave's freshman roommate, freshman year roommate, who ate dog food, uh-huh. is doing something good these days. All right. Now, before we dive into the debate, can I ask a couple of cues? This is, sure. Or I could just sort of yeah, give me a, little, a couple of points. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, I don't. I won't even say his name. He was from California. He was a good dude. Uh-huh. He was eccentric. He wore what you would actually call a wife beater, or mm-hmm. what used to be called that, and I shouldn't call that anymore. He wore that often. He was like he didn't like that it was cold. Mm-hmm. Where in Boston? Mm-hmm. So he like made. Where was a, he from? He was from California. I forget where. Right. Okay, sorry. And he made a point of like going outside wearing like a t shirt and shorts when it was like twenty uh, degrees out to right. be like, It's not cold, right. I can do this. Willpower. Right. And then he made a point out of saying like 
he got really into the idea of being a sort of like super frugal, starving student thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, cool. there's nutrition in these dog biscuits yep. and they're super cheap. So yep. I'm just going to eat those. And mm-hmm. I think that lasted for like a day. All right. I'm ready to debate. Uh, yeah. okay. okay. Go ahead. Four minutes on the clock. Okay. I'm Steve Healy taking the pro. We're talking about Dave's roommate at Harvard College. Okay. Dave, I, I don't know. He, he brought this topic up. He's going to have to talk about it. Harvard historically. You is, went there too. What do you? We all did. Okay. What is this? It was a place where there a lot of talented people came through there. You had a lot of opportunities. You would have to work kind of hard to completely blow it. Yeah. I think if this guy had any energy and uh, willpower and uh, intelligence and no misfortunes befell him, yeah, he's probably doing something good. And from what I hear from the description of this guy. Pushing on every door, testing <laughs> things out, trying things until something clicks. He probably found his way. Did he probably have a couple false starts? He may even be in the midst of a failure at the moment. But I bet, uh, uh, all told, this, the culmination of his life has been uh, attempts and successes for some of the attempts. Uh, 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 developing himself as a person, finding himself as a person, chipping away at you know the the junk marble and finding the real man underneath and putting that to use the for society. junk marble. Did you is that a f- uh, actual thing or did you come? I up think with the that? phrase junk marble. I'm coming with myself, but I'm imagining a sculptor who you know has a, there's a sculpture in the marble. He's chipping away the marble until okay. he gets to the sculpture. But just to continue this aside for a second, yeah. there's no. It's not a actual fact that there's like. Bad Bad marble that you have to get there must to on be the an outside. Italian word okay. for what I'm talking there about. I must don't know be? what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, simple base rates. Most people who went to Harvard are not doing something good now. They're bankers and investment dudes and consultants. I think that's good. I'm going to stipulate. No, you can't stipulate whether or not that's good. Sure. That's bad for everyone. Like, listen to the Disagree. words of uh, Tom Morello, man. He, he and Zach has, De La Roca. Okay, they he, get it. They understand what my freshman roommate didn't. Do you think Tom Morello did not have any money invested anywhere? Do you think he he participates in this system? If someone is going to help him uh, allocate his money efficiently, invest it wisely, take care of it, that's finance. I mean, if any was investing in like socially conscious index funds or like finding a way to make money without. In putting some of it in the hands of giant corporations, it's Tom Morello. And for all we know, he puts his money... What? This is not a debate about Tom Morello versus my freshman roommate who ate dog food. There's also a very good chance that, like, uh, you know, dreams of would-be heroes die hard. And people who go to Harvard often have, like, gr- you know, not visions of grandeur, but they think that they can accomplish amazing things. And oftentimes they don't. And that can be very disappointing. And that can lead you to a life that's like, you know kind of a, a sad kind of mediocrity. And again, I have, uh, or not again, I should say, I have no idea what he does. I haven't really talked to him since college, or maybe we did like once a couple years after we graduated. I don't know what he's up to. I don't know where he lives. But like the reality is that most people who have a extreme potential don't get there. And I would say that almost every student who goes to Harvard has, you you know, you're, you know that Presidents have gone to Harvard. You know that Nobel laureates have gone there. You know that 
the you know like the high end of what you can achieve is extremely high and most people don't get there and so that's another way to measure like okay. is he doing something good this is a guy who was eating dog food okay he's that's not right crack because he didn't end up as president he's fine his established as you said yourself he was establishing his frugal student sort of baseline if anything this sounds like a guy who was deliberately making a point of humbling himself so he'd be ready for that that sounds to me like a guy who's preparing for any outcome a stoic really who's ready for what life's gonna <laughs> offer okay <laughs> the idea that i i mean <laughs> that you could go from he ate dog food to he's a stoic like <laughs> oh damn it he's like, like oh he's not marcus aurelius or whatever why not <laughs> well you didn't know him, i guess <laughs> all right should i try to find out what he's up to while we're doing this sure. or no one really cares right if you yeah, can find him yeah i'll look really quickly medina what do you think i don't know i think um it's it's hard when we're talking about a person yeah, mm. to not want to go with the life affirming argument. Mm. Yeah, no Doesn't one wants to I mean. be like, yeah, he stinks. Right. <laughs> hey, let's get into a little just '90s host chat while we're at it. I love that, Dan Medina. I think of you as a great interviewer, compelling conversationalist. Oh, that's if, a sweet thing to say, bud. If you had to interview any figure from the '90s, mm. uh, you can interview them at their '90s peak or now. Wow. Mm. Who would you like to really get I'd love inside to talk to, like, like Dole, Dole, I think, would be a great person to talk to. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, and just as a dude who was there as, the, as like, what I would call a reasonable opposition person mm, during yeah. the Clinton years. I love that. And, you know, you and I met Bob Dole. We did, indeed. We did. And uh, he seemed like a, just a great dude. He was, he was like 100 years old. Sure, he's yeah. a Republican. He mm -hmm. was clearly there, you know, like being carted in to yeah. do that. But, like, I, I don't know. He, he seemed like to represent a more reasonable version of the Republican Party. Yeah. And I think at this moment, it would be so nice to talk to that person to really know what they were, what they meant. That sounds like what an interesting answer from the nineties. The guy you want is Bob Dole. Well, we heard a lot and you know, from, huh. from the, you from know, the Eddie Vedder's and the Sinead it's hard not to be obsessed with politics right now, I guess. Oh boy, that's, that's true. It feels like it's the only thing going on. Mm-hmm. And the like the shit that was going on back then seemed so much. It seemed like a lot and overwrought, but actually, by comparison, was oh, very it was tame. Nothing. So tame, yeah. You I mean, know? it was bad. The seeds of now were being sown. Mm -hmm. That's true. With your new I suppose so. And so yeah. On and your what about stars. what about you? Yeah. Who who do you want to talk to from the nineties? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to talk to David Foster Wallace. Pretty obvious answer for sure. a guy in my demo. Sinead O'Connor did come to mind. I felt like she was what? an underappreciated figure. That's that cool. She I'm really came to mind. Like, what was her nineties? It mm -hmm. felt like she was a little ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. She was uh, on to some stuff that has since blown up. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was that about, Dave? How about you? Who would I want to talk to? Yeah. Mm. You can interview anyone from the 1990s. I guess. I mean, who is... It's like Mo Vaughn and Roger Clemens. Mo Vaughn probably just Mo Vaughn. Mo just whoever was on the Red Sox at Did the Did we time. find out what's happened to your boy? I can't figure out... I mean, he's on Facebook and we're not friends. And oh. I, I think... 
look, he's got he's got a beautiful wife and children. Oh, so okay. He's doing something. So good. Yeah. I, I couldn't figure out what his Approval. job is yeah. or even where he lives. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, like, of course he's doing something he's good. He's doing something good. Let's have another debate. Oh yeah, okay. that's a good idea. I'm it's ready. Nineties week. Yeah. Um, Lights out. Okay. Gorilla Radio. I mean, that's just good. It's good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. They had something, man. Okay. This topic, I believe, is from listener BJ. Is that right? <laughs> oh. No. Was it from Ice Cube Tray? Yeah. Mm. Yes. yes. Uh, our friend listener BJ. And he suggests the following topic for Healy to take the pro on. All right. 90s TV versus the field. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Yeah, this is arts uh, achieve a fullness. They reach a certain point of absolute maximum uh, money, uh, artistic invention. They've developed enough. I think most arts you'll find are going to have a run of about... 40 to 100 years and i think somewhere in that period you're going to just peak and just the the really magnificent work is going to be done and i think in television that was going on in the 90s we had seinfeld we had dawson's creek we had the (coughs) epic age of the simpsons we had friends i mean every sitcom since friends has been trying to take a slice of the friends pie and very few have even gotten there absolutely it has dave the dramas were amazing the west wing er i I mean uh, we're limited mainly in my ability to summon to memory all these legends of the past but i think when you look at just what i've brought up as a good place to start i'd put those shows up against the field okay the west wing premiered in i believe 1999 it was mostly a 2000 but it's a 90s show let's be real that's a 90s (laughs) i mean it's a show that is like the the big takeaway of the west wing is that was a liberal fantasy during the time of george w bush it's not how it started that yeah but after it's nine it's basically 90s roots you get season one we've got dd myers working on the show you know it's a 90s creation uh Whatever, man. You could have the West Wing. You know what? Go back and watch the West Wing and you'll see how dated it feels. Because it's all it is is... I, hey, if to, I go back and look at Shakespeare, it's dated, but it's still epic, you know? Like, it was still the peak of plays. Okay. So, um, the second show you had to mention was Dawson's Creek. The idea that Friends, that every sitcom has tried to, you know, imitate that or get a piece of that since then is so crazy. Shows have gone in the opposite direction. They've become... Like, I mean, the sort of shows that the biggest sitcoms since then have been, um, you know, like 30 Rock or the best ones, 30 Rock and um, I guess, I don't know, The Office. Like, those are nothing like yeah. Friends. I mean, I disagree. I think those shows are all really... Are the closest show to it is like The Big Bang Theory, which is so different than that was. And is also by all the shows we're talking about now that are great shows, by the way, have nothing to do with the 90s. They're not from the 90s. The idea that you could take one decade and say that it's the best, just like, there's no way it's going to hold up. You're, let's talk about all the shows that came before the 90s. They're, I mean, pick your favorites. 
from anything from the Twilight Zone to Hill Street Blues to Cheers to um, Cheers was uh, had a, a lot of time in the '90s. I would say that was when Cheers was reaching I mean, its peak. Dude, if West Wing is a '90s show, then Cheers is an '80s show. That's all. It's like the, it's the only fair way to be- analyze them. Um, the Sopranos came out after the night, or or is mostly in the 2000s. Again, I Breaking think it started Bad. in the 90s, Dave. We yeah, gotta call that a 99. 90s show. Well, it shows that Buffy well, the Vampire Slayer, you Cheers, have- Frasier, Larry Sanders, Peak SNL, The Farley Spade, Those Years, Phil Hartman, News Radio. Mm-hmm. I know you Those love are all the shows. Mary Tyler Moore, Lou Grant, uh, Rhoda. Those the shows incredible- are they're interesting. They're building blocks that mm-hmm. led us to the Friends and the Seinfeld, but that's all they are they're they're paving stones on the way to the emerald city of the 90s there really is like not that many great dramas from the 90s is what i think it comes down to like what are the bet like maybe er is i guess a 90s show ER was epic but that's not better there's no way that er is even better than like whatever pick your favorite game of thrones breaking bad uh what dramas do you the americans like all of those shows are better than ER if you actually watch them. Like this, the way we make TV has changed so much in the favor of the way that people of the people okay, who make those TV. Are, I agree; those are sort of high end fringe yes. pleasures that were able to emerge from the base work done by your lawn. Oh, but you can't argue that just your, because they did size. Okay, the but, shows that like allowed television to push those boundaries. But those sh- I mean, this is such a silly argument. Anything from the 90s just owes a certain debt to the shows of the 70s and 80s like LA Law and you know, uh, Look, television was born in the 50s and oh, like good most point. people that were born in the 50s it peaked in the 90s. That was its sweet time. It's time of peak success. It's time of true excellence. Okay. It's well, time of reaping the rewards of all that development, all that work that had led us there. Even the if 90s it was the time of the taking 90s, the fruit. Here's of your television. problem. Even if it peaked in the 90s, that doesn't prove your point. The case is the 90s versus the field. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Barry Bonds ver- or Babe Ruth versus all other baseball players, just because Babe Ruth was the peak baseball player, doesn't mean you take Babe Ruth. You take all other baseball players. Hmm. You take the field. You're taking the sum of all the incredible shows from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 2000s, and okay. 2010 versus the 90s. Take the field and uh, Gladly. let's do it like baseball and let's put together your top... We won't do nine. No, we'll go five. Not, put together your top that's five. not what this is. No, go ahead and put the, together your top five from the field and I'll put together my top five from the 90s. But this is not uh, This is not the way to measure oh, a decade. it's not? No. You don't look at just the it top seems like best a good five way to shows. And we have to limit this somehow. Yeah, well, obviously, limiting things is going to be in favor of the person who's drawing from a smaller pool to begin with. Like, of course you want us to I'm only here, look at the... For a guy who says he has an easy side, I'm not hearing you summoning up the field and asking me to present it against the 90s. Yeah, Breaking Bad was pretty good. Sopranos okay, is a 90s show. I, I think that knocks Breaking Bad right okay. out. So give me another one. You we'll think- knock them down. Okay, so I'll put Cheers. Okay, Cheers. I think it's a 90s show, but Frasier is really when the Cheers spirit came into its own. Okay, we'll let the listeners or maybe decide if Frasier is better than Cheers. Give me Frasier and Mad About You. Cheers is gone. Wait, what? You're just throwing Mad About You in there? Yeah. I'm throwing two 90s shows against your one from the field. What Easy kind of rules for me. are you operating by? You told me I have to choose the top five and then okay, you're fine. picking Seinfeld against per- Cheers. Seinfeld's better. Okay, I don't think it is. I think there's like dozens of other sitcoms. If it's just like the world of sitcoms, then you have Parks and Rec, you have 30 Rock, oh, you have... Oh, God, come on, man. You have I'm The really... Office, which you wrote for. 
Are you going to say The Office is worse than Friends? I'm not saying it's better than Seinfeld or Friends. Absolutely not. No. I would put the... I don't think I would have worked on The Office if I had been for Seinfeld A lot of Seinfeld. Against Larry Sanders? Uh, Yeah, I would. For sure. Why not? Again, those are all great shows. But there's just more of them in the other decades. Look, I'm in Fortress 90s, and I feel like I'm rebutting attacks left and right. I mean, I, I feel like we've just built... We That was the age You've when mentioned the, the same shows over and over again. That's how good they are. They're in the museum of greatest television ever. It, it is, belongs to the 90s. Okay. I feel like we're done. Medina? What do you think? Do you have a closing statement? I'm fine with ending it if you want, but I I mean, when you think of the shining lights of the 90s, they outshine the field. When did uh, The Wire start? I don't know. What decade is that? I don't know. That's a big What do you think of the debate? What do we leave out? How do we I mean, I left out dozens of shows that for some reason I couldn't think of because the weird thing happens, which is when it's 90s versus the field, all I can do is think about the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) The Wire premiered in 2002, so I'll Mm -hmm. take The Wire. What was your best drama from the 90s? I think 2002, like... No, what are you about (laughs) to do? Come on, dude. It was an interesting debate because in the early phases before we just got into a tit for tat. Yeah, that's so lame. You know, Dave, I think, really had a me me convinced that, like, come on, it's just a landslide of, it's an onslaught of shows that are very good, high quality. And although, of course, you know, there were some really wonderful shows in the 90s, it really isn't like they're all penetrated in the new shows that we watch and, and that much of an influence. It's just more like we know people from those shows. They still write on shows and there's some, you know, but it's not like exactly. You don't see friends every day. A lot of people anymore. watch friends. I love watching friends. All, like all the time. I, on have n- I never really watched friends in the 90s. Yeah. But now I watch it. And what are you, what are you getting from it? It's so tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time, right? It's just like 22 minutes or whatever, and a story starts and has um, a conflict, and there's a resolution, and then it's over. And there's a <laughs> B and a C, yeah. and like, wow, how do they do it yeah. in such a short amount of time? I thought I had a week aside, but Friends is so killer mm-hmm. that, you know, that's really what I found watching old episodes of Friends that there is something just very enjoyable about, about it. About the like, experience, yeah. It's not about the jokes the way that like a 30 Rock is or something. No, it's about the structure. Right? Yeah. It's and tight, the, baby. And the pace. Tight. The tight We didn't friends. talk about Mad Men at all. Oh, how which did I leave that on the table? In my opinion, the best of all of I'm the shows. I'm with you, dude. I mm. think that's my favorite show of all time. I didn't yeah. even mention it. yeah. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah. It's so much prettier than anything from the 90s. Would you take the 2000s on versus the previous 50 years of TV? Wow. I don't know. Maybe. You know, there's so many more shows. Yeah, Yeah, there's so many great shows. Yeah. I mean. You couldn't have them without, but like, boy, it's great to have all these shows. Mm -hmm. Cool. Hey, what a fun time we had on 90s, 90s Week. week. Oh. I enjoyed it. I wonder what Mark's got for us to take yeah. us out of oh, 90s Week. take yeah, us well. out. So many options. Guys, write to us. Great Debate 69 everywhere. We'll see you next week on The Great Debates. So the 
Great Debates is produced by Mark Caracello. The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight. The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King, and the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina.